I am so thankful to be here. Um, you know, I was praying and thanking the Lord for this time and just meditating on his word and wondering, Lord, what is it about this that makes me so passionate about your word and to get people in your word? And he just kind of started reminding me almost like a flashback to what I was. And um, um, the word of God has transformed my life. The word of God has transformed my life. It's as miraculous as the blind man who went in to testify. And they said, he said, I don't know. All I know is that I once was blind and now I see. That's the miraculous and transforming power of the word of God. Um, I wish I could give you um, steps to transformation because that's easy to follow. But this is not an act of a strong will. This is an act of surrendering your will and picking up the will of God, taking it up as yours and surrendering yours daily. Not my will, Lord, yours be done. But in this, in this moment of praising him and thanking him for the transformation, and he is transforming. This isn't to say I'm done. Lord, help us. <laughs> as long as you have breath, <laughs> there's room. <laughs> um, I was just thanking him for it, and he whispered in my spirit, the word of God is your chrysalis. And I had to know, that was a deeply moving word to me. I had to know what exactly happens in a chrysalis. You know, a little caterpillar crawls in and comes out a butterfly. Um, and so I looked it up, and here's what I found. That a caterpillar, and also this process of figuring out what I found is also a testing it. I'm looking to see, is this true in scripture? Um, and so I'm just kind of walking you through that unknowingly. But I looked it up, and um, caterpillar climbs up onto a branch. And we know from Zechariah that Jesus is the branch. So that was neat. Climbs up onto a branch, wraps itself in a protective covering. Um, the word of God is protective. Psalms calls a shield, a buckler. Uh, the root of both of those words means to defend or cover, shield. Every need of defense is covered. Um, but I also want to look at this verse from Isaiah. Isaiah 61.10 says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. Um, that salvation um, and that righteousness is a protective cover in which the Holy Spirit can do his work. Um, it's, and those of you who just prayed that prayer are now covered. It's such a beautiful thing. It's, there's, it's secure. It's a secure place um, for that transformation. So once inside the chrysalis, which this is like, you just can't make this up. The Lord writes his salvation everywhere. The caterpillar's old body dies. The old body dies. The old man dies. Becomes liquid, death of the old, melted down, and recreated to form a butterfly. Um, and there are several passages. I think I included Romans 6 um, about, you know, the, 
the dead is freed from sin. Um, there's several of those, but I want to really um, zoom in on 2 Corinthians 3, 16 and 18. And I apologize, I don't think it's in your notebook, so write it down so you can, so you can test the word. You know, take it, take it to the word and ask him if this is right. Um, 2 Corinthians 3, I put 16 and 18 because I kind of referenced 16 and then I'll read 18. But when one turns to the Lord the veil is taken away. So when you don't have the Holy Spirit, you have a veil. So you're, you're, you're reading in a veil, you can't have that understanding. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. But we all, with unveiled faces, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord. A few key words there I want you to see is beholding is more than a casual look. Beholding is a pause, is a savoring um, the glory of the Lord. The next one is our being transformed. Transforming is a process done solely by the work of the Holy Spirit. We are his works in progress. And then from glory to glory, and this was this just really blew my mind because this means not just from dead to alive. This is from one level of glory to the next level of glory. That is so powerful. I mean, the word of God is our chrysalis. We enter one way and we emerge completely different. I mean, my mouth is transformed. My thought life is transformed. My perspective, circumstances aren't changed. He, he didn't change my, my life in that way. It changed me. He's changed me. Um, and, um, and he is changing me. Thankfully, the transi- transformational work is not uh, finished yet. Um, okay. So let's just get into um, some practical steps or practical ideas about getting into the Word of God and what that looks like. Um, I'll just read these five things. I'm laughing because I sat down with Cynthia and she said, okay, if someone were to sit with you at the table and ask, how do you study the word? What would you say? And I started rattling off some things and she said, all I hear you saying is pray. (laughs) And I said, well, yeah, now that you mentioned that, that's true. I'm like, do a lot of praying. I guess if you're going to pick up a transformational book and the author wants to sit with you, you should let him. Invite him in and he won't intrude. Invite him into your Bible study, which we'll talk more about that in a minute. But get alone with the Lord, and I would add with a plan. Pray and invite the Holy Spirit to teach you. It's my favorite. Um, seek Jesus. Read aloud, I would add that too. Uh, write down your questions and listen for answers. Thank the Lord for his word and for transforming you. Um, so when I say get alone with the Lord um, and have a plan, just mean, you know, where are you going to meet him? What are you going to read? Uh, what time of day? I love the early morning hours. I love what Megan says about starting the conversation early in the morning. It starts then and it goes all day long. Um, that's, that's fun. And I, I, um, there's a couple of verses on that. But let me read Psalms 143 over you. It's verses 8 and then 10 through 11. That might not be in your notes either. I'm so sorry. That's what happens when you don't stop. Like, oh, there's this and that. That's what happens when you get in the Word, you guys. You just are hungry for more. Um, You're always satisfied, but you're never full. 
So there, there's where I was. Keep, I keep digging. Okay, so this prayer um, is a great way to start your Bible study. Uh, and I just want to pray it over us too. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning. For in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk. This is what we're doing in the Word too. We're learning how to walk. Um, for I lift up my soul to you. Teach me to do your will. Laying down mine. I'm taking up yours. For you are my God, and your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Um, that is that correction. That's deliverance. You remember the woman who came into the synagogue, and she um, was bent over for her life, and, and Jesus cast out the spirit of infirmity, and she was upright. There's a, there's a deliverance in the word for you. There's correction in the word. Um, it's profitable for all. Revive me, O Lord, for your name's sake. For your righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble. And then what to read. I say pick a book of the Bible and dive in. Maybe you're curious about a book. Maybe you've, um, you've wondered what is it about that revelation that people are all buzzing about that we're in the final days. Open it up and read it. Just start Start in a book and go for it. Um, Psalms and Proverbs, I try to read those every month. I, I think they're beautiful. David experiences every emotion, and he does it before the Lord. He laments before the Lord. He repents. He praises. He's thankful. He questions. Um, he's, um, he's, he's everywhere, and he does it all before the Lord. Proverbs begins with, if any of you need wisdom, if you have a teenager in your house. That's, that's where I'm. Um, Exodus is our testimony. We, um, you know, we're in bondage and the Lord can't meet us there. He delivers us from bondage. We go through the, through the sea, we're through baptism. We go to the wilderness where we're in training to hear his voice and obey. Then we um, go into the promised land where we have warfare. It's our testimony. So that's a great place. Wherever you go, Hebrews 10 tells us, Behold, I have come in the volume of the book it is written of me. This is Jesus speaking, and this is from Psalms, and he confirms it again in John when he says, All of this testifies of me. Every word of the Bible testifies of Jesus. So you can't, you can't go wrong. Okay, um, the next is pray and invite the Holy Spirit to teach you. I think that this is, this is the game changer, if you will. Um, the Word of God is a supernatural book. I mean, just like I'm describing the transformation that has happened in my life and is happening. It is supernatural. Okay, there's no other book that, can, that is supernatural like this. This is a supernatural book. So reading the Word of God is a spiritual exercise, not a logical one. And this is good news because you don't have to muster up your own understanding. You don't have to, to um, you know, use your own logic to figure things out. You get to ask the Holy Spirit, invite him in to teach you. 1 Corinthians 2, 10 and 14 says, but God has revealed them, and that's the, the deep um, things of the Spirit, to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. This is, this is not an act of, of, our, of our own understanding. I mean, my understanding is feeble at best. Um, it is a spiritual matter, but look what he promises. Look at 1 John 2, 27. 
but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. The Holy Spirit promises to teach you. And every time I open the word of God, like, Lord, your word promises that you'll teach me. Teach me what you want me to know here. Um, teach me as I read. Or I'm reading a scripture. I'm like, Lord, I, I'm, this, I'm not understanding this. What, what do you mean here? Or, or what am I supposed to glean from this? He will teach you. Now, let me caveat this and say, this is not a replacement for those he's anointed as teachers in the church. Paul calls teachers and preachers, pastors, a gift, like a present wrapped under a tree gift to the capital C church. This is not a replacement. This is just, um, you don't need it. You don't, you don't need to just wait for a teacher to tell you what it means, and then you can understand it. He's saying you can go right to the source. And in fact, everything you hear from an earthly teacher, you should take to the source to verify that it is so. Um, like a good Berean, as they say. Um, okay, and then let me read a couple more scripture. John fourteen twenty six says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. So good. And then Luke twenty four forty five says, And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend scripture. Oh, that might not be written down. I'm sorry. <laughs> Luke 24, 45. Okay. Um, I really want to encourage you to allow the Holy Spirit to teach you in his perfect time and in his perfect way. We have access to so many wonderful resources. I mean, literally, you can type into Google and have... Um, a response immediately take you to a preacher who just preached on other things or on that very subject, and there you have it. And it will satisfy your understanding. Like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, that satisfies my understanding. But when the Holy Spirit teaches you, it is a deep understanding. It is his writing it on the tablet of your heart. You will never forget it. And it's something specific to you. Um, and so I really, I really encourage you um, to allow him to teach you. And, and one more thing about it is when you are in the word, in the presence of the Holy Spirit as your teacher, you are putting yourself at the feet of Jesus to, um, and under his authority, which is a good place to be. You're acknowledging that he has the final say. And there's so much freedom in that place. Um, I've been heartbroken by teachers or preachers who have had maybe a fall, um, a moral failure or something like that. But when you're at the feet of Jesus, you recognize he's just man. He had no business being in a seat that's only for Jesus. And you can pray for him. You can take him to Jesus instead of being devastated and your faith being broken. Um, it, it doesn't have to be that way. Jesus will never fail you. He never gets it wrong. And he is faithful. How am I doing? Okay. Checking the time. Um, okay. With that said, when you're in the word of God, seek Jesus. Not just knowledge. Knowledge only puffeth up, right? Um, just can serve pride. But if you will seek him, and there's a desperation in these verses, seek him with your whole heart and with all your soul. Seek him 
with a desperation. If you seek the truth, you'll find him. If you seek the way, you will find him. If you seek life, you will find him. Um, reading aloud is also effective uh, when, when you're in this seeking. Sometimes, I mean, I catch myself reading to myself a lot. I mean, this is not illegalism. But I will say, when you're reading aloud, you know, the enemy can't hear your thoughts and your flesh can't hear your thoughts. So when you're speaking aloud, you can read the scripture over your body. It's health to your whole body. So you can tell your flesh to get in line and, and, and read to it, speak to it. You know, it says speak to the mountain, not about the mountain, right? So speak to it. Um, let's see. Another thing is the enemy. It makes the enemy very uncomfortable to hear the truth. <laughs> So that's a really good anecdote to uh, what, the, what the devil is trying to do. Um, it is written, is your weapon. So I encourage you to use it. But whatever it is, just seek Jesus earnestly. Read aloud, read quietly. Seek him earnestly with your whole heart. Seek him with a desperation, knowing that you need him. And I will say, just as the chrysalis kills off the old, don't shy away from the parts of the word that are sharp. Um, you come to the word with things attached to you and sometimes clinging to things that aren't of him and don't belong. And the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword, able to divide asunder soul and spirit. He will cut away those things that don't belong. He will cut away the things that aren't of him. And it's such freedom. It, it is such freedom. Okay, um, write and listen. Keep a journal. Keep log of these interactions that you have with the Lord because there will be seasons of quiet, seasons that feel dry, and you can return to those. Um, I just did this last couple weeks. Megan just did this last couple weeks. Returning to those places that you've heard him before, and, um, and he can speak to you again. And I included another prayer. I think I included this in there. But I submit to the authority of your word. Give me grace to walk as you have taught me today. So as you're, as you're reading and writing and leaning in, submit to that authority of, of his word. And then finally, a prayer of thanksgiving. Um, Colossians 4.2 says, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. So I'm going to close with a prayer of thanksgiving over you all. Um, and then Jenny Zabel will come up and share what the Lord has put on her heart. Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for meeting us here today. Thank you for teaching us and for giving us your understanding. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, and do I have a second? <laughs> if anyone doesn't have a Bible, there's no shame in that. Um, I have, I brought some. I, and I would love to give you a Bible if you don't have one. Uh, don't be embarrassed to come and ask because the Lord prepared that for you. Because why would I do that at a conference like this? But the Lord prompted me to do so. So um, it's for you. I've got one for you. So 